Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Kim Crawford Wines. Kim Crawford invites you to savor amazing with a chilled glass of New Zealand's finest. Named in the Wine Spectator Top 100 list four times. Every sip of Kim Crawford Sauvignon Blanc is filled with tropical fruit flavors like passion fruit and citrus to help you experience golden hour how you see fit. Visit KimCrawfordWines.com to learn more and find Kim Crawford Wine near you. Savor amazing. For those 21 and over, please savor responsibly. Constellation Imports, Rutherford, California. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Steph Mom Never Told You, production of iHeartRadio. Okay, guys, it's time again for a happy hour edition. So everyone, grab whatever drink you may have and or may not have. And or if you have a snack, bring your snack along. Who knows? <laughs> whatever. You do you. Whatever you do you. relaxes you during happy hour, yes. And usually we wait till the end because we forget. But A, drink responsibly. Yes. B, you don't have to drink at all if you don't want to. Once again, you can just join us to have a conversation. But... Oh, I'm so excited about today. We're so excited about today because we have the loveliest, one of the bestest, and one of the (laughs) coolest, Miss Holly Fry. Hi, chickadees. I'm so excited because I get to hang with two of my favorites. I'm so excited. And have cocktails, which none of us have gotten to do together in a while. Oh, and we've God. had some fun having cocktails together in the uh, past. Yeah. We reminisce on those days so often, <laughs> Annie and I, because oh. we were in Disney World or Disneyland. Disney World, Disneyland. Right? We were at Disney World. Well, we've been both with Hollywood and Disney World. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. With yes. Holly specifically. Yeah, with yes. Disney World. I even had two different dates with our. Because, I was uh, gonna say, like, I, I know so I got you many drinks at Jock's Hangar Bar yes. at Disney Springs, which is one of my yes. favorite places in the world. Yes, and it was quite delightful, and I miss those days. <laughs> but oh, and then we was that you at Jock's Hangar Bar? We went to Abracadabra Bar as well. I know. Yes, but I, we did. Were both you at of those. both? Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes, we were at both of those. I was at both of those. Wow, I was at a puppet festival. 
she in Canada. was at a puppet <laughs> no. festival during this time. It was awesome. <laughs> but Annie and I have had drinks in Disney World at other times together. Yes. That's right. Samantha, Without don't me. think that you are closer to Holly. <laughs> you <had these> op- <laughs> I know. I try to claim it, though, sometimes. I try. Listen, uh, yes. But if you don't already know, which I have a feeling you already know, Holly comes from <laughs> so many of the shows, including Stuff You Missed in History Class and the New World Podcast of Criminalia. Can you kind of tell us what that podcast is about? Yeah, Criminalia is a historical true crime podcast. So we basically set up each season around the theme of one crime. Season one was all lady poisoners. Um, We are now into season two, which is historical stalkers, which we have no gender or sex identity rules on who we cover on that one. And then we're deciding what season three is going to be. Because even though we do it seasonally, we just roll from one to the other. We don't take breaks. Right, right. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Breaks, what are those? Right. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And because this is a happy hour, we have been featuring uh, different drinks or different cocktails or different companies, I guess, that feature types of beverages. We brought Holly on because she, along with these podcasts, especially season one, you have made theme cocktails, which has been really delightful. If you're not following Holly on Twitter, you should, because she (laughs) definitely has all of those little recipes up there and her experiences with creating these recipes or bringing out these recipes. And uh, you sent one to us. Can you kind of describe it to us? Sure. So I'll do a little bit of setup so it makes sense. We're doing a cocktail that is based on our episode on a woman named Hieronima Spara, who went by La Spara. And she uh, may have been born in Greece, but she was primarily in Rome in the 1600s. And at that point in time, you couldn't get divorced in Rome. So she would have these meetings, like little seminars, where she would have the women of Rome come and she would teach them how to poison their husbands. I mean, no, bad. (laughs) Right? Don't poison people. That's illegal. But it's an interesting (laughs) idea and an interesting kind of way to think about women figuring out how to take power for themselves when they're in a society where they don't really have much agency. Again, don't poison people. Don't poison. Don't cheer for it, but understand that it's an interesting (laughs) avenue. But what it got me to thinking about was what, kind of thing one might serve at such an event. And so I came up with a cocktail called Poison Society Punch, which is super easy to make. It's uh, four ounces of cranberry juice, four ounces of champagne, and an ounce of amaretto. And it's kind of a nice splashy punch that isn't too heavy hitting. You know, if you were at a Poison Society meeting, you could have two or three and not walk out completely stumbelina. (laughs) (laughs) It's become one of my favorite cocktails. Yes. And yes. I've got mine in my shaker. And because um, it does have champagne in it, I've made some mistakes. We won't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> we were going to lie. And you immediately gave up the you game. You know I can't do it. I tell myself all the time. But I... I Y'all can hear it in my little shaker. I guess I'm nice in here. She's actually stirring very gently. She's not giving it a good yeah. hard shake that would cause not problems. Not at all. No. Not at all. I'm not, I don't have a towel to clean up my messes at all. Don't worry about it, everybody. Don't worry about it. I'm actually really kind of scared that I'm about to pour it all over my computer. So maybe lean, lean back. back a little bit. Yeah. Lean yeah. back. Look, I'm pouring it the wrong way still. Oh, ah. my gosh. Ah. Oh, that's beautiful. Isn't it pretty? Yeah. It's a pretty color. So I don't have a fancy glass like you do, Holly, though. Mine isn't fancy. It's just a coupe. These are easy to get. It looks really fancy and cool. I've got a Star Wars service glass. (laughs) I wish I had a Star Wars etched coupe. Maybe I'll do that. But yeah, like a coupe is a glass that it's an 
an alternate to the champagne flute. You could serve champagne in it. A lot of people also like to serve a dessert in a coupe. They've been around for a long time. It reminds me of the 1920s. Exactly. If everybody (laughs) has seen the gif of Leonardo DiCaprio and Gatsby, he's holding a coupe for context. Yeah. Cheers. I am using a beer stein. Not really. It's kind of of weird, like goblet. That's like a daiquiri glass. Okay. Well, (laughs) then fine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then I got it from a brewery, though. (laughs) You're right. It is more of a, um, it's a, I don't, I'm not a beer drinker. Uh-huh. So I wouldn't know, but it, it's it's not fluted at the top like a daiquiri no. glass would be. So you're right. Okay, I so have... I'm going to take my sips. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? It's lovely. Oh, wow. Yes. I can see discussing poisoning my husband while drinking this. Yeah. Right? So... I, I'm telling you, this has now become steady rotation at the Fry household. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, watch out, Brian. I heard that. I would never poison my beloved. Y'all are the <laughs> cutest. I can't stand it. I can't stand how cute you are. I'm not going to lie. But I did want to ask because you just, you know, this is something that we were like thinking of. How would I do this poisoning? What would we do? I asked Andy, I was like, so think about this, but let's say you're having a Game of Thrones moment. You want to poison yourself? Nigh. Yeah, in the end is nigh. What kind of drink would you make for yourself in order to go down? <laughs> if this is how you go out, I think that yes. was really yeah. what you yeah, were looking that's for. It. <laughs> yes. Here's the thing, Dwarf. right? So I love a cocktail. I love a little bit of fun mixing of things. But as you guys both know, I have been drinking the one same cocktail since I was way too young to drink, which is vodka and Diet Coke. <laughs> and so I feel like, you know, I've I've been with that one for a long time. <laughs> That's, that's going to be the, the you going out in glory. I feel with like the yeah, vodka, it's, uh, Diet Coke. It's like my comfort beverage in some yeah. ways. Just, yeah, <laughs> little yeah. arsenic in the vodka and Diet Coke. Yes. Right, the story. right. I don't really want to go by arsenic. It's a terrible way to go. But it no, is. yeah, don't do it. Yes, but also the oh, most God. common among all of our poisoning stories. It became the yeah. star of the show, really, <laughs> and also in a lot of makeup. Apparently, we yeah, figured out arsenic comes up a lot more than you would think. <laughs> well, it's also naturally occurring, right? Like rice right. contains right. arsenic naturally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but just not in amounts that are deadly. Mm-hmm. You would have to eat a lot of rice at once, and then oh no, I eat you a would lot feel of rice. your stomach would rupture before you would get enough in you to actually kill you through poison. I know I've made this the most enjoyable and peppy moment of our day. This is why you're here. This is what we're doing. (laughs) All the ways you could die. (laughs) So I'm really interested as someone who, when I make cocktails, like even new cocktails, I'm just like, this looks fine. I have no, like, perception of making new cocktails other than, like, my three ingredients I use. So I'm I'm curious about how you experiment with these recipes, how you come up with them. Like, is this something that's new for you or, like, just your whole experience coming up with these cocktails? So I will say um, I am not a bartender. I have never been a bartender, but I know a lot of bartenders and sure have done a lot of drinking in my time. (laughs) Part of it, right, is just initially figuring out what you like. And then if you're somebody like me who is not risk averse, being like, let's just try putting some other stuff in here. Um, 
And really, I, I, there's actually an episode of Criminalia that just recently came out where we talked about Boy Jones, who was sometimes called Queen Victoria's stalker. He really just wanted to break into the palace over and over. I like to call him mostly harmless because he was not really doing anything terribly nefarious. He kind of just wanted to say, oh, do you know I broke into the palace? <laughs> and so one of the things that I talked about at the end of that show in our our cocktail segment was a drink ideology. We like to do what we call um, choose-your-own-adventure cocktails. Mm. And it's called Mostly Harmless. And it's basically just like an ounce of any liqueur with, I don't remember, like four or five ounces of of a mixer you think might be a nice combo. And if you start playing with just that simple combination, you'll pretty soon be like, oh, you know, I mixed violet liqueur with some ginger ale and got something really interesting. I wonder what happens if I also kick in, like, an ounce of vodka, gin, etc. Like, and then you're just experimenting. You just have to know some cocktails are going to go down the drain. Give yourself permission to make mistakes and then just find what you love. Mm. Even with the Poison Society Punch, and I'm glad you mentioned, if you don't want to drink at all, you can also do a version of this that's just cranberry juice and ginger ale, which is like a classic party punch that people have been drinking forever. But it's still sparkly and beautiful and you get that lovely pink color. And you could do that without any alcohol. Just play with, Mm -hmm. you can put bitters in non-alcohol drinks. Mm -hmm. It's all just about playing and finding what tastes good to you. Yeah, any kind of LaCroix. I love LaCroix. I keep talking about LaCroix. Someone give me not a LaCroix a sponsor. sponsor. <laughs> oh, yeah, by the way, we don't, we're not sponsored by anything. We well, keep we telling haven't mentioned that. any company this time, but yeah, no, Holly Fry is not sponsoring the show. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Holly Fry sometimes sponsors me just to make sure that I'm okay. She right? brings me cupcakes. How you do, she's oh, my I new do best on friend. occasion bring you a sweet, yes. Yeah. So I, forgot about, me, okay. I forgot about the cupcake delivery. That was the beginning She'll of our never friendship, forget. Holly. That was really where yeah. you fell in love. <laughs> I did. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> takes a cupcake. I was like, okay, this woman not only fulfilled the cupcake wish, but also allowed me to stay in my hotel room <laughs> when everybody else was partying and fall asleep with a cupcake in my bed. Yes. Sometimes that's all you need. <laughs> it was glorious. Still one of my favorite times in, in uh, Florida. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> but yeah, I think this is really fun because I don't know if anybody's told you, which I, I don't know how they would because we haven't talked to you. Annie and I have been creating themed cocktails. Oh yeah, I'm going to tell it. Based on Star Wars the original trilogies. We have tried to play with trying to create our own cocktails so we can have a festive day drinking throughout the movies. Oh, yum. (laughs) I mean, I have so many ideas already, right? Right. Oh, Oh, please. I have to calm her down because I'm pretty sure she has about 50 names of cocktails that I'm like, I need you you to calm down. I need you to calm down. Right. a little bit. I have so many ideas. Um, oh, my God. Oh, there's like a really yummy Tauntaun cocktail somewhere in there where you start with a basic snow cone and then you drizzle like a peppermint liqueur over it. Oh, yeah. Look at well, this. You're thinking about Tauntaun. Yeah. So who's going to make a snow cone? Do you have a snow cone machine, though? Who's got a snow I, cone I machine? I can invest. <laughs> That's so the time. One. Remember those little I kid ones invest. that you could crank it up? Yeah, really, you can also just shave ice on like a, a grater if you're really fast. But you have to be quick and in a cold place or it will melt pretty quickly. Right, very, very quickly. Yes. It just becomes a very cold drink, which is still delicious. I like it. See? If it snows, we can make out a snow cream. Sure. Well, 
No? We could. Okay. I, both it's of you are really it's doubtful risky. about my idea. So <laughs> you I'm going to stop like a there. ball to collect the snow. I just don't want something to be in the snow that I don't right. want oh, to yeah. You can't, you, well, I guess George is really bad that way in that snow the only purity. time I've ever had, yeah. I've ever had the snow cream was in the 90, was it the 92 store? 93, I think. 92, 93. 93 storm. And I was living in LJ, Georgia. We literally got four feet of snow. Mm-hmm. And so at like day five is when my mother went and collected snow on the I top porch. It. And that's yeah. how we made it. And I never knew what it was. I was like, what is this deliciousness? You know, that was the year I moved to Georgia and I'd come from Alaska. And I was like, <laughs> what the hell is this? I thought there was not going to be snow here. <laughs> Whoops. You all lied to me. <laughs> right. But that's okay. So coming back to Star Wars, because I have to ask, because Again, following your Twitter, you have gotten on a big adventure, Holly, on creating all these different crafts, which, by the way, which is what I love about you. I'm like, I cannot be as cool as this woman because I can't make things. That's what I've discovered about myself. And I say this as a person who tried to crochet. No. Knit. Knit. Thank you. See, I can't even remember what I did. (laughs) Knit. And I got like probably three inches long and I quit because I was like, oh, they are us all unraveling. I'm done. But, um... You've also been playing with doing recipes from specific cookbooks, and one of them happened to be Star Wars themed, right? Right. It's the Galaxy's Edge cookbook, which came out like a year and some change ago because I it took me more than a year to get through it all, which I love Galaxy's Edge. Like, it's, I have rabies when I think <laughs> about it. That's the thing that I miss more than anything else in not traveling right, right now. And so the cookbook is a combination of things, some things that are like what you would find in Galaxy's Edge to purchase, although the versions are not always identical. Ronto wraps are like the most delicious thing you can buy in Galaxy's Edge. It's just a basic, a really delicious flatbread with a pork sausage and this really beautifully roasted shaved pork. And there's a peppercorn slaw on it and it's super yummy. And the one in the cookbook is also yummy, but it is not that at all. It's like a a ground uh, chorizo and some other stuff and it's got guac on it. It's a very different animal. (laughs) Not bad at all, just not the same thing. So because Mm -hmm. of my rabies, I just decided I would make every single thing in the cookbook and which took me a while, but I got through I was really impressed. And everything I was just watching, I was like, I want that. I want this. I have to say, I am a big fan of the novelty cookbook. Like, I have all of the kooky. I have the Ratatouille cookbook. I have the Princess Tiana cookbook. I have the previous Star Wars cookbooks, which are aged down a little bit more. Like, those are more like cookbooks for kids to get them involved in the kitchen, which is great. And for there are certainly days when I'm like, yes, that is exactly the level I want to work with. (laughs) But the Galaxy's Edge cookbook is actually like great, delicious grown-up recipes, including cocktails, by the way. And it's just, if you're into food at all, it's a really fun little adventure to add probably some flavors you're not including in your everyday cooking that might, you know, shift your gears a little bit and be like, oh, yeah, I actually should be putting garam masala in a lot more dishes or, yeah, I should be putting cardamom in my tea every day. So, yeah, there's just a a lot of fun to be had there. So what's your favorite recipe out of that cookbook? Oh, I'm trying to think. So there is... (laughs) The name of it is terrible and wonderful. There's a bread in there called Munch Fungus Loaf, <laughs> which is a, really? it's a mushroom bread. And I have to say, it is 
très excellent. Okay. I used it to make the best croque monsieur ever. It's super delicious. <laughs> and there is a stew in there called Mandalorian stew that is absolutely delicious. Has mm. a little heat on it. I usually add a little yogurt to mine before I serve it because I cannot handle the level of heat because I am a wuss. <laughs> there is... I'm trying to think of my very favorite, which is tricky. There's a really yummy appetizer called Rings of Hudala, which is onion rings that are wrapped in maple-coated bacon, like brown sugar-coated bacon. Excuse me? <laughs> yes, ma'am. That is the correct Excuse face me? you're making. Yes. <laughs> Listeners, yes. if only you could see. <laughs> I bet you can imagine, though. I'm Samantha just mode. went to a place. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Give me a moment. Give me a minute. <laughs> and I will say even like the one of the things that has made it into regular rotation at our house is their version of deviled eggs, which they call Picobi eggs, has a little bit more of a twist with Asian flavors where you're using sesame oil and white miso mm-hmm. paste instead of like mm-hmm. the usual just mayonnaise and dried mustard or whatever. And it mm-hmm. is so good. The first time my beloved had one, he was like, this is the only way we make deviled eggs going forward. I was like, okay, <laughs> that's fine by me. Um, and I mean, he's like a, a Southern boy born and bred. So for him to abandon the whole mayonnaise-based egg is a yeah. big deal. <laughs> well, look, I don't like mayo, so that makes it even better. Oh, and they're I love so yummy. All the Asian flavors. So come on. They have a little sriracha <laughs> on top. So you get a little pop of heat. Perfect. Oh, we, you and I made the same face at that point, Annie. We were like, oh, yeah, I need that. <laughs> like you wanted to make oh. out with the egg a little bit. I yeah. kind of did a little I bit. Understand. It's, fine. it's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's, I'm not super hungry. It's not lunchtime while we're recording. Not at all. I had to look at the time. I was like, I don't know, is it? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Where we are today. Well, Holly, we are so glad that you came on for our edition of Happy Hour. Thank you so much. Where can the listeners find you? I'm still pouring myself more cocktails. Yeah, uh, of course. <laughs> yes, keep going. You can, of course, listen to Stuff You Missed in History class or Criminalia. Missed in History is at Missed in History everywhere. Criminalia, we're just hashtagging that business. So hashtag Criminalia. I am on Twitter as Surliest Girl and on Instagram as SurlyGirly5. So you'll get lots of food pictures. I just had my um, made-up holiday that I invented. (laughs) What was it? It's called Hut Tongs Day. And it's Star Wars-y again. Obviously. But it's like the Star Wars version of Mardi Gras. And it came up because... I mean, I grew up on the Gulf Coast, so Mardi Gras, uh, love, very deep love, part of my, like, you know, DNA at this point. But the difference for anybody that doesn't know between Galaxy's Edge West, which is the one out in Anaheim, and Galaxy's Edge East, which is the one in Orlando, is that in Anaheim, the only place you can drink is in the cantina. Like, that is Mm -hmm. an alcohol-free park other than that. And Club 33, but that's different. In Orlando, it is in... Disney's Hollywood Studios, which is an alcohol park. So you can just walk around with a drink in your hand. And I made the comment one day that it's like Space New Orleans. And that got us to thinking. (laughs) And so we invented Hut Tongs Day, which is our version of Star Wars Mardi Gras. But we also do a thing, like our whole point is that we feast all day and we eat crazy stuff. And then um, we always make it about donating to World Central Kitchen at the end of the day. So we're eating great. Everybody should have the opportunity to eat great. So that's like the charity that I love above all others, World Central Kitchen. So that's what Hot Tongs Day is about. You get a lot of delicious 
very rich food. And then you should give back and make sure other people also get well-fed. Oh, I love That's it. That's lovely. I love yes. it. What a wonderful made-up holiday. <laughs> why why not be made up a Star Wars holiday yet? <laughs> Maybe I actually kind of already did. You can celebrate Hut Tongs Day with us. <laughs> yes. That's what we've been waiting for. Normally, we would be... Last year, we were in Galaxy's Edge for it. And next year, come hell or high water, if I have to invent a faster vaccine production method myself. <laughs> we will all be there together and we can just drink all day and make sure that we're um, sharing the gospel of the importance of donating to charities that have meaning to us and yes. then we'll have a big time. I love it. Yes. Samantha and I went to Disneyland right before quarantine and we went, they had that Mardi Gras themed area and we got the beignets. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Liberty Square. Um, no, Liberty yeah. Square is is sort of, that's um, New Orleans Square in, in Disneyland. Sorry. It's mm-hmm. the best. I love it there. Go to my beloved yeah. Haunted Mansion. You're the one that helped us get onto the... Uh... Yes, Rise of Resistance. <laughs> yes. Yes. It was a big day. It was a oh, big time. Annie cried. <laughs> There's no you shame in that, that game. She tells that to everybody. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Here's the thing, right? I have known people that are not even really Star Wars nerds, and they still, it's such an impressive feat of engineering and ingenuity and imagineering that it's quite moving just to think about all of the the work and passion and effort that went into just creating, like, you know... 17 minutes of joy for you. It's, uh, yeah. it's, I find it moving from that perspective as well. Aside <laughs> yeah. from just being excited at, you know, hanging out with a Mon Cal and yes. running around a base and seeing Finn. And, yeah. Know. Yeah. Samantha got yelled at. I did. Didn't you? By um, a stormtrooper. No, the, an officer. <laughs> oh, the, yeah. Those first order officers, they mean business. They believe. They, they got, they got in my face. I was yeah. very scared. <laughs> It was a fun time. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you so much for coming on, Holly. You're welcome anytime. And please come on. Let's collaborate on a Star Wars cocktail. I have a, a whole list. Any listeners who want to make their own Star Wars cocktail, you've got to send it. You've got to send it our way. Send them to Annie. <laughs> yes. You guys are so sweet. I will, uh, don't tangle that carrot I've come back anytime because I'll just like every day be like, are you guys on Skype? Can I get in there? Can I say hi? Come on. Hey, uh, we're always happy to have you. (laughs) Bring back more cocktails. I love this. This is so good. So good. Yes. Cheers. Cheers, my lovies. I miss your beautiful faces. Uh, We miss you. Yes. And if you would like to contact us, let us know what cocktails you've made or drinks that you have made. Uh, you can. Our email is stuffmediamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Instagram at Stuff I Never Told You or on Twitter at Momstuff Podcast. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Cheers, Christina. Cheers, Cheers Christina. Christina. <laughs> and thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This podcast is brought to you by Kim Crawford Wines. Kim Crawford invites you to savor amazing with a chilled glass of New Zealand's finest. Named in the Wine Spectator Top 100 list four times, every sip of Kim Crawford Sauvignon Blanc is filled with tropical fruit flavors like passion fruit and citrus to help you experience golden hour how you see fit. Visit KimCrawfordWines.com to learn more and find Kim Crawford Wine near you. Savor amazing. 
For those 21 and over, please savor responsibly. Constellation Imports, Rutherford, California. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect.